Hello, fantasy football community. It's your host, Nate McAllister, and joined by James, the boogeyman Borges, bringing to you another fantasy on tap podcast, podcast where we talk about fantasy football and beer. James, how are you living today? How am I living today? I'm, I'm living great, except for I had to watch this other snooze fest of a Monday night football game. Patriots absolutely destroying the Jets. Yeah, I mean, it's is it just me or that like most of the Monday night games, even Thursday games, the primetime games haven't been great. I mean, it just, uh, last year there were a ton of really great matchups. This year it just doesn't seem like they've been uh, really hitting the mark as well. It's almost uh, it's almost like fantasy football. It's kind of been all over the place. Yeah, that's true. Um, so this week uh, we are going to be – we have a full slate lined up for you um, or a full keg of fantasy knowledge and a little bit about beer. Uh, the beer we're going to be talking about today is a beer by the new Belgium Brewing Company. It's called Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Uh, I grew up at – a local uh, grocery store. And uh, bef- I mean, honestly, I just tell her to grab me something random just so I can try it. And uh, I mean, it, it's pretty good. It has a little guy like a, like a pilot with a skull and some aviators on and um, on the cover, it's a uh, nine alcohol by volume, 9% alcohol by volume, which is pretty damn strong. Um, explains why every time I like pound on real quick, it's a, you get a little bit going. Um, I, my wife got me. Um, it, it's brewed in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, and Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, it's pretty good beer. It's a pine. Um, it's hot. It, it's it's mostly made with pine and citrus. Um, I've kind of come to find out that I'm more of a fan of like the fruity, the fruity um, IPAs. Uh, I think it just tastes a little bit better to me. The pine ones. Uh, maybe not so much, but I mean, it's still really palatable. Good beer. Definitely could taste the hops. James, you said you've had this beer before. What'd you think? Um, I was working in my backyard, tearing down like a little shop thing and I was ripping the roof of it off and my neighbor noticed me and it was hotter than hell. He came over and he brought me one. So uh, that's when I drank it. I pounded it really fast because I was super thirsty. Got my head spinning a little bit. I had to chill out, take a little break before I continued the work. Uh, but I think you described it to the T. It's it's very piney. Um, the alcohol level is high. And that should that kind of explains to you a little bit uh, as far as how piney it is. Um, it's brewed with a lot of hops. Um, it is a good beer. It's one of those uh, you drink it, you're gonna get buzzed. Don't drink it for the flavor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I liked it. It's not. It's definitely not my favorite beer that we've had um in any of these episodes but uh would i get it again probably would i get it a lot no uh so moving on to tap that fantasy keg we're gonna go for our third installment of the beast of the week jimmy started off who i mean there was a lot of good players this week so it was kind of tough but um jimmy started off who's your my fucking beast of the week. B-O-T-W of the week for me is going to be Aaron Rodgers. And the reason I'm going with Rodgers, he's been much maligned um, this year. He hasn't had the typical Aaron Rodgers performances of the past. People starting to question him. 
people starting to wonder, has this guy lost his step? Is, did he fall off the cliff? Is his career over? And what does he do this week? He goes 25 of 31, 429 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. He had a perfect passer rating. But let me tell you this, when your quarterback in fantasy throws for 429 yards and five touchdowns, there's a good chance you're going to win that week. So that's why he's my beast of the week. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers uh, was a very easy choice there. I mean, that was a that dude, monster, perfect passer rating. I think they said that was the first perfect passer rating in Green Bay Packer history. Uh, that info came straight from the knowledge bank of Booger McFarland. I hate giving that guy any credit. He's terrible. <laughs> Booger! <laughs> My beast of the week was uh, – it was just tough for me, but I really – I watched this game, and I thought Marvin Jones, um, that dude smashed. He had 13 targets, 10 receptions, 93 yards, and four touchdowns. All of the Kenny Galladay owners out there were crying every single time that Marvin Jones caught a touchdown. And uh, since I don't really think I own any Kenny Galladay stakes, I was pretty happy. I don't have any Marvin Jones either, but – Man, that guy was a monster, destroying fools. Uh, I was going to go with this quarterback, too. Stafford had a really good day, but uh, I decided to go with Jones. Uh, okay, moving on. We are going to get to our waiver wire portion of the show. Um, again, this week, the waiver wires are pretty thin. There are some really good picks up, pickups out there, but there's a lot of just, like, stash guys or guys that are going to go at the bottom of your bench or maybe plug them in over these bye weeks. Um, to mention the bye weeks, the Ravens and Cowboys will be on bye this week. Players that could be affected, obviously both of the quarterbacks from those respective teams could be uh, affect your team, Mark Ingram and Zeke, um, and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup all could affect your teams. Um, and I think it's pretty good for Marquise Brown, who's been struggling with that ankle injury, could get healthy and come back in um, the following week. So, I, uh, those are the teams that could, you, you know, you could be filling in for, um, the first guy on my list, we're going to start with the running backs is Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds was an absolute monster. And if you were listening to our show a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually past, I don't know, four weeks, we've been kind of mentioning Chase Edmonds in, in that, um, mouth of the other running backs that you can grab that are, that could produce if they got the, if they got the chance and would get that bell cow type of work. Um, so I stashed him. I actually have him, I think on three team or three leagues, which is really nice for myself, except I didn't play him in any of them because uh, Cliff Kingsbury screwed fantasy owners telling them that David Johnson was a go and then only running him one time. So Chase Edmonds, he had 27 carries for 126 yards, three touchdowns, two receptions for another 24 yards and he is owned in 48.1% of leagues. So uh, if you're going to go, if you need a running back, probably this week, Chase Edmonds, I'm, I can see them getting him more involved. He is definitely um, more flashy than David Johnson. Do you agree, Jimmy? Do you think he's a little bit more flashy than Johnson this year or like has that spark? This is what I'm going to say about, uh, yeah, well, I do agree with you 100%. I mean, he's averaging 5.6 yards a carry, so he's definitely more flashy. That offensive line in Arizona is absolute garbage. Um, this is why I stayed away from David Johnson in a lot of leagues. 
he's been a disappointment so far this league uh, this year, except for maybe those games where he gets one catch for a touchdown and he kind of salvages your week. Chase Edmonds, man, he's he's showing something different. I, oh, he's going to be exciting and lucky you, damn it, that you have him in three yeah. out of four of your leagues. Yeah, no, he's a he's he's going to be tough, and I don't know how much you'll get from him on a week to week basis until you kind of figure out his role with a healthy David Johnson. But definitely someone who has to be picked up. You got to waste that number one waiver uh, wire pickup, and you definitely got to throw some fab if you have remaining fab at him. Um, this is the man of the week, probably. Next one, uh, Ronald Jones. He's owned in 31.3% of leagues. Ronald Jones is kind of getting forgotten, and I think he got dropped in a lot of leagues just because of his bye week this week. But he's coming back. He's getting a very good share of his team's carries and targets um, from the running back position. I think Ronald Jones going forward could be a very valuable play. So pick up Ronald Jones. I would. Uh, he's probably my second guy on this list of picking up. Uh, then I got Alexander Madison and Tony Pollard. Those guys have been on the list with Chase Edmonds. They could provide that type of value if they get the workload. It's just uh, if something happens to one of those backs that are getting rode pretty hard um, in Dallas and Minnesota. Next one, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, uh, this one is just because Matt Breida was dealing with a little bit of an issue. They might uh, He might have a concussion. So, uh Moster is definitely a pickup if he has a concussion. If not, Moster shouldn't be rostered. But you saw what he can do with that split backfield. So um, if watch, just watch that Brita news. And if Brita is down, then uh, I would go pick up Moster for a weak start. If not, and you you have the running back position all locked up, I wouldn't even go after Ro- Rohim Moster. He's probably not going to provide any value after uh, Brita's back. This guy, Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson is owned in zero percent of leagues. Um, he is the running back for the Detroit Lions. So Carrion Johnson went down with, uh, with a knee injury, I believe. So they haven't really gave a timetable or the se- severity of the injury. They just said he could be missing multiple weeks. So this man, Ty Johnson, could step in, or he did step in. He had 10 carries for 29 yards, four receptions for 28 yards. Um, he was, if you call it, uh, the bell cow back. So – I would take him. The only other option over there is J.D. McKissick. I think Ty Johnson is going to definitely provide more value than him. Um, this just depends on how how much you need a running back. If you need a running back, he could be a very low-end running back two, high-end running back three, or flex option for you. So Ty Johnson um, in that same kind of category. Mark Walton, for whatever reason, Mark Walton from the Dolphins is getting the work over there. I think Kalen Balazs has finally just got pushed to the wayside. So Mark Walton uh, and then um, Kenyon Drake, they've kind of, I don't know if they're just saving him for a trade options or they just don't care about him anymore. But Mark Walton is getting the uh, majority of the work. He's owned in 4.2% of leagues. Uh, this week he had turned into 66 yards, one reception, for negative eight yards, hurting his day, but um, he de- he got 15 touches though. And if you're getting 15 touches in the National Football League, you should probably be rostered um, for a bare minimum, you know, flex spot or you know RB3 spot in some of these leagues. In a definitely 12 man leagues, this is the type of guys you're looking for. I mean, if you're in a 10 man league uh, or an eight man league, even like there's going to probably be a lot better options than these guys, but 
in these deeper leagues that have a lot of bench space. Um, these are the kind of guys you're looking for. Jimmy, who in the running back position would you be targeting? Uh, who do you like most or who do you hate most? Uh, real quick, just want to give a shout out to Craigie. You need to go handcuff with Ty Johnson. Uh, unfortunately, your trade didn't work out for you. Uh, but uh, the guy that I'm going to be going after is Chase Edmonds. I mean, who knows what's going on um, with uh, – I'm drawing a blank. What's the running back's name? David Johnson. David Johnson. Um, who, who knows if he has he has an injury history. Um who knows how long his injury is going to linger on for. I mean, it, it's a little bit scary, but you got to go after him just based off of his explosiveness and just the opportunity that he's going to get to be the number one running back in the Cardinals offense. Uh, shout out to Nate uh, for calling uh, Moster and Rojo. He's been banging on the wall for those two all year long. When are you going to start listening to this man and go pick up Rojo at least? That's all I yeah, for say. sure, Rojo. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we're moving on to the wide receivers. We uh, we dropped uh, Muhammad Sanu a couple weeks ago, said that he was a play. Um, he's still on there at 49.1%. Um, come on, guys, let's get him one more percent so we don't have to talk about this guy. But, I mean, he's in a good he's in a good offense-ish. Well, okay, good opportunities, I, I, I want to say. Uh, the offense kind of sucks, but they throw Matt, the ball a ton. Except and, for uh, Matt Ryan just got hurt. Don't forget to mention that. Matt Ryan out two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain probably. So that could definitely affect Muhammad Sanu's um, value. Uh, But he is the probably – he's definitely the number two wide receiver over there. Um, He is getting more time than – what's his name? Calvin Ridley. Um, So he is the number two on a team that likes to throw the ball. And uh, Matt Schaub, right? That's the backup over there. Matt, old dirtbag Schaub backing up for the Dirty Birds. (laughs) So he's still out there slinging the ball. He'll throw the ball for sure. So um, he could be a guy that you could toss in there if you need a player. Um, if you maybe are one of these uh, cowboy wide receiver owners or something and, need a th- and you're you know thin at the wide receiver position, Sanu would be an option. Auden Tate, he's a number two wide receiver. He has a pretty good uh, – I mean, he's a number two wide receiver on a team that likes to throw the ball a lot. So um, he's owned in 41.4% of leagues. Uh, this week he had seven targets for four receptions and 51 yards. So he's definitely getting the target volume. I could see him being a, you know, low, low end wide receiver, three high end flex option for people. So Auden Tate might be an option. Uh, then we got three guys that I'm a lot more excited about. So Philip Dorsett, I've been kind of pumping this guy up for the last few weeks. Philip Dorsett still, he had a, I was just watching the game. And so, um, prior to the game, I mean, at the point I was at, at the game, on the game, it was uh, three targets for three receptions for 46 yards. I don't know how he ended his day, but um, he's definitely an option in that Tom Brady offense. And then when you're ever an option in a Tom Brady offense, you should be picked up. Uh, kind of the injury bug at that wide receiver position. Um, the rookie wide receiver is on the IR. He could be coming off soon, though, so that could be kind of drop Philip Dorsett's uh, upside. But, yeah, Philly D. Go get him. Um, then I really like Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills uh, with the Will Fuller injury. Will Fuller had a hamstring injury when, I mean, who could not predicted a Will Fuller injury? But Kenny Stills, he's owned in 15.2% of leagues. Uh, he had this week five targets for four receptions and 105 yards from Deshaun 
Watson, who just loves to throw the ball deep. He needs a deep ball or deep option, and uh, Stills could fill that role for sure. So if Kenny Stills is out there, I would love to throw him in as a high upside flex position or even a high upside like wide receiver three because he could just break one of those one of those uh, long balls off and uh, get a touchdown there and have a really good week. And then we got to talk about Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker is owned in 12.1% of leagues. Uh, last week, he had 10 targets, turned into only five receptions, and for 55 yards and a touchdown. Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to throw the ball. He needs somebody to throw the ball to, and Devontae Parker has had a touchdown in the last three games. So if you need a wide receiver, you need to throw him in the flex position. I would not be relying on this. He's just an upside play for, like, your second flex if the, if your league runs it or, you know, kind of a – even if you need, a like, an upside flex there, you know, I would go with Devontae Parker just for his touchdown upside and obvious he's getting targeted ten times a game from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that wraps up the wide receiver position. Jimmy, let me know which one. What's the guy you're targeting? Who out of these uh, five guys are you targeting or is there somebody else? Who was the second last one that you mentioned? <clears throat> Kenny Stills. That's who I'm going with. I'm going with Kenny Stills, uh, the number two wide receiver in the Houston offense. And, and uh, I mean, that's why I profiled homeboy in the beginning of the season. Obviously, he has that injury history. We knew he was going to get injured at some point. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is just getting shut down. He's getting the double coverage. And their second wide receiver is the one that is blowing up and scoring all the fantasy points. Will Fuller. He's had some pretty decent games this season. I'm expecting Kenny Stills to step in and produce. And then uh, to piggyback off of something you said, to let you know, Philip Dorsett finished the game with three receptions for 46 yards and one touchdown. So he scored you something if you started him tonight. I'm not as excited about him because of the Patriots offense being so flexible flexible and changing week to week based off of matchups. Um, but if you're desperate and you need somebody, then go out and get them. Devonte Parker. I don't know why I just never liked you and I never will not touching you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has that pedigree. I, if I was uh, ranking this, I would definitely go after, it would be a uh, personally be stills, Dorsett, Parker, Tate, Sanu. So um, that's how I'd rank it. If you cared at all, moving on to the tight end position, which has just been a crapshoot all year. Let's admit that. So, but I could not believe this guy was so available. Um, Eric Ebron, he was a fantasy darling at the beginning of the year. Everyone loved Eric Ebron. Everyone thought he was finishing it within the top, like, four tight ends um, just because of that high touchdown production. And I'm sure Andrew Luck retiring did not help it. But Eric Ebron, uh, he's 39.2% owned. This week, he had five targets, turned into four receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh, cashed in on a pretty good week. Anyone who had Eric Ebron, that 39%, uh, you had a good week. I think could – if the Colts offense continues at this pace and um, Brissett has been playing well, I could see Eric Ebron um, being a valuable tight end, especially in a tight end field that is pretty bad. Um, then moving on to <laughs> – Kyle Rudolph, which this guy has fallen off the face of the earth. I didn't hear about Kyle Rudolph pretty much all year. And he's been a like guy people target in the fantasy world for the last like four seasons. And he kind of fell all the way off. He's only owned in 17.9% of leagues. And this week he had six targets 
for five receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown, which was by far his best week of the year. Um, next week, he gets the Washington Redskins on Thursday night. So good matchup for Rudolph. It looks like Kirk Cousins is looking to throw the ball a lot more. And he lost his main threat in Adam Thielen for a few weeks, uh, or at least probably one week, I'm assuming, with the uh, hamstring injury and it being a Thursday night game. going to be really tough for him to recover. So if you need a tight end streamer, I would go out and get Kyle Rudolph. Jimmy, agree, disagree. You would pick up either of these guys, not picking them up. I know you have a couple leagues that you have some tight end troubles. Um, you started uh, Luke Wilson, right, this week? Oh, my God. Could he get a catch, please? <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, couple thoughts. Uh, Kyle Rudolph somehow got a fat contract before this year started. I have no idea in hell what the Vikings were thinking unless they were just paying this guy solely off of leadership qualities. But, uh, he's been a nightmare if you've had him this year or last year and the year before that, he wasn't even that good. So I don't know if I, I might have to, if I'm that desperate, um, Eric Ebron, before I say anything about him, man, the Colts really threw everyone for a loop. Nobody knew where to draft their players, but their players have been flourishing, and I am a believer And Eric Ebron. I had him last year. He scored me all those touchdowns. I think as the year progresses, Jacoby Brissett is going to get better. As he sees the field more, he gets more of those reps. He will get stronger. They have a strong offensive line. The running game is going to continue to flourish. They're going to lean on that. But he's going to have the time and the ability to step up in the pocket and deliver some passes. Eric Ebron is talented. If you saw that catch, oh, my God, one-handed at the end of the end zone, go pick That's that guy insane. up. Yeah, that catch was insane. Insane. Uh, so insane. <laughs> insane. All right. Uh, the quarterback position. The quarterback position has been decimated. And Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Matt Ryan got hurt. Um, so there's going to be – and then this week with the Ravens and Cowboys both having top 10 quarterbacks um, on a bye, there's going to be people definitely out there for a quarterback. So if you're – think about that. If you're in a fab league or you have a waiver uh, wire uh, priority league then and you need a quarterback, you might have to go at it hard. But there are some options out there. <clears throat> Looking at these quarterbacks, there's some pretty tough quarterbacks with very good matchups. So these guys are owned in 50% or less leagues, and uh, they are have very good matchups as well. So these are my streamers of the week. First guy, we're going to stick with uh, Mr. Brissett. Um, Jacoby gets the Denver Broncos at home. This week he was 26 for 39, 300, and four touchdowns. He was an absolute monster. Um, I love the matchup against the Broncos. They can be had. That's for dang sure, and especially at home, it's a very good matchup. Second one is Kirk Cousins. We already mentioned this game. It's a Thursday night game. Starting to throw the ball. Only thing I don't like is he doesn't have Thielen, but he still has a ton of weapons out there. Um, very good running game to keep them honest and have to stack the box. Only thing I don't like about this, um, again, Kirk Cousins at I mean, um, against Washington, is the fact that they may just blow these guys out and then you go into a Dalvin Cook type game. So, be very wary of that, but Kirk Cousins has a great matchup this week, 24 or 34, 337 yards, four, four touchdowns. So moving on to the third guy on my list, Matthew Stafford, having that big game, 30 for 45, 364 yards and four touchdowns. So Matthew Stafford, again, has a 
a pretty good matchup. I failed to write the matchup down apparently though. So I know he has a good matchup though. So maybe Jimmy can pick me up on that one and get me back after I mentioned the last two quarterbacks I have on the list. I got, I got you. Right. I got you already. They're playing the, they're playing the giants. That was it. So yeah, they got the giants. That is at a very home. good match at home. So at home. yeah. Matthew Stafford, light this man up. He's available in over 50% of leagues. And then these two guys. Now, Ryan Tannehill. Um, <laughs> I know, but if you're hurting and you need a quarterback, this was not that bad a day, and he gets the Bucks at home. You know the Bucks love to throw the ball. The pace of the game is going to be very good. Ryan Tannehill is just fighting for a job, right? So he's going to – he was 23 for 29, 312 yards, and two – Touchdown. So, man, big game from Ryan man, Tannehill. Man, take man can for run, too. Yeah, I think he had two rushes in that game. So, um, yeah, Ryan Tannehill could be an option uh, if you really need him in deeper leagues or people who stacking up quarterbacks because sometimes that happens. So, Ryan Tannehill may be an option. And in the last one, I'm throwing this out here just for matchup purposes, and it's Mason Rudolph against the Dolphins. We can just end that there. So, uh, moving on to – oh, no, sorry, Jimmy. I'll give you an opportunity to talk about these quarterbacks or was there another <laughs> quarterback that you like more? Uh, I like my man Jacoby Brissett mainly because I love his offensive line. I like that they're going to be able to maintain balance. They're going to run the ball to set up the run, and uh, he doesn't have to carry the offense on his shoulders. I hate Kirk Cousins when he was with the Redskins. I still hate him now. I don't trust him. Um, Matthew Stafford, I have him in one of my leagues – um, and he he is the youngest quarterback ever to reach 40,000 yards. This bastard somehow cannot have a winning season ever, but he's the youngest quarterback. He did it in the shortest amount of time to pass for 40,000 yards. This guy just puts up stats. Like I said, I'm starting him in one of my leagues. I trust Matthew Stafford. Could it be the high school that he attended? Because I believe Clayton Kershaw was his <laughs> – and Kershaw, God. unfortunately. Nate, how long have we been talking about this subject in Matthew Stafford for years? Yeah, I know. He's like the quietest. He's the shittiest Dan Marino? quarterback of all time. He's, he's, yeah. he's the shittiest Dan Marino? No, not Dan Marino. Not Dan Marino. Dan Marino, but, Dan, Marino. Dan Marino never won shit. He never won a championship. He went to a Super Bowl, but he threw up stats. Stafford is on the low end spectrum of Dan Marino. I put him at like a Warren Moon. I'm throwing him at Warren Moon. That's my guy. Right. Oh my god! Uh, I'd like to talk about some uh, injuries that happened this week that could affect fantasy teams. I was supposed to talk about this at the beginning of the episode, but I forgot because I wrote it at the bottom of my page. Poor planning. Uh, so injuries, big time injuries happened this week. Patrick Mahomes dislocated kneecap. Out. Three to four weeks. Rest or more, in, maybe. I think. Rest in peace, CJ Willens' team. It was good knowing you. We're going to be in the same boat at the end of the season, both from the outside looking in. Sorry, brother. Uh, All right, so for those Patrick Mahomes owners, you also have Matt Ryan, high ankle sprain, two to three weeks. Carry on Johnson. Carry on my way. Oh, that's a good song. Uh, knee injury. Doesn't say what it is, but missing multiple weeks. We got Adam Thielen. Uh, that one hurts you. Yeah. Hamstring. They said it's a low-grade hamstring injury, though, so he was lucky. And he will probably miss week eight, I'm assuming, just because of the Thursday game. 
We have Will Fuller we talked about, hamstring. He's out several weeks, not a low-grade hamstring injury, and he will be out several weeks. And then Matt, uh, he had a head injury, possible concussion. They're going to probably put him in the concussion protocol, see if he can get out of it. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, remember all of the – I mean, I just want to put this kind of out there. <clears throat> Be mindful that we're talking about this – as any any player that's owned in 50% or less of leagues if they if your league is a you know a smaller league or doesn't have a very deep bench then there could be a lot there could be players better than the ones that we're mentioning here so be wary of that uh, if you know if there's some really solid players out there don't pass them up for some of these guys like Auden Tate or Philip Dorsett or Devonte Parker we use ESPN to show the availability of players or to find the availability of players just because it's a large platform. So that's what we're going off. And we always use half point per reception scoring format. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at fantasy on tap. Um, Jimmy throw out that Twitter handle. It's tap underscore fantasy. At you still putting out there? Oh, Yes and no. Come show your boy some love. It is hard on Twitter. <laughs> Let me tell you, I am struggling. It is very hard to get on that. So come show your brother some love. I wanted to remind Craigie to go get that handcuff. Listen to Nate's advice. Even though there's better options out there, we know you won't get them. Um, <laughs> I love you, CJ Willen. You're, you're my best fantasy friend. Um, don't think too hard. I don't want you to lose any more of that hair. Um, and then I just want to say I love you to all the fans out there, the people that support us. Uh, ba- Big Nate, D-O-double-G, who looks all of these guys up, gathers all the stats. He is the workhorse on this show. I'm just here to give you my stupid commentary. I love you, brother. You're doing a good job. <laughs> all right. Thank you. And thank you, everyone who listens. Bye. Later.